The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. A small plane crashes in Lakeway. How it happened and where it had to make an emergency landing. Retail therapy for Valentine's Day. How goodwill can help you shake off some bad memories of a bad breakup. Well, not the sunniest day, but it did warm up. We'll show you how long this warming trend continues and when we could hit 80 in first warning weather. And good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. We start with an ongoing SWAT situation in Cedar Park. Police and members of the SWAT team are responding to a person barricaded inside a home on the 400 block of Marigold Lane. Investigators say this is an isolated incident and there is no threat to the public. This has been going on, though, since about 1230 this afternoon. We expect to hear more updates on this situation later this evening. For the very latest, go to KXAN.com. A cop Metro bus driver shot early this morning has been released from the hospital. Shortly before three this morning, the driver was hit while the bus was traveling near Riverside Drive and Burton Drive in southeast Austin. Cap Metro officials believe a stray bullet struck the driver after an argument between people in two other nearby vehicles. They do not think the bus was targeted. The driver is recovering at home. Austin police are investigating. A small plane crashed this morning at a Lakeway golf course. Lakeway police say the pilot lost power and was trying to make an emergency landing near Lakeway Air Park, but ended up on the Live Oak Golf Course instead. Only the pilot was on board. Medics checked them out for injuries and they are expected to survive. The FAA is investigating this crash. This week, the Austin City Council is expected to discuss parting ways with city manager Spencer Cronk. Yesterday, Mayor Kirk Watson and three council members sponsored an addition to the meeting to discuss severance benefits for Cronk and possibly take action on appointing an interim city manager. The special called meeting is scheduled for Wednesday. Cronk has been criticized for the handling of the ice storm earlier this month, which left tens of thousands of people without power. Council members also expressed frustration over the city manager's announcement that the city and the Austin Police Association had reached a four-year agreement in principle without looping in the council first. In a statement Cronk released last night, he wrote, quote, I will simply reiterate that I remain Austin city manager and no actions have been taken by this new mayor and council to change my responsibilities or role. Going in depth now, Austin operates under a council manager form of government. The mayor and the city council are responsible for all legislative functions of the city. The city manager appointed by the city council operates like a CEO of a business and performs duties like preparing the city budget, managing city staff, directing operations, and recommending policies to the council. The city council can remove the city manager using a majority vote. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. All right, so the high, thick clouds have been increasing through the day. You may still have a bit of blue sky like we do in Granite Shoals from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera there, or the gray may have taken over instead. Either way, we're warmer than yesterday. We're in the mid 60s to low 60s across much of central Texas right now. Roughly five degrees warmer today than it was yesterday. And you can see the clouds that have been streaming in from the southwest. And we'll continue to notice a partly to mostly cloudy sky over the next few hours, but we do stay dry. 57 at 7, 53 at 9, and we're down to 50 here at 11. Coming up in first warning weather, we've got some warm days ahead. We'll show you the 70s and when they turn to 80s. We've got one 
one decent chance of some nighttime rain. We'll update you on the timing there ahead of another late week freeze. Thanks, Nick. Officials confirmed the U.S. military shot down another unidentified object, this one over Lake Huron today. This is the fourth object in less than two weeks to be taken down over North American airspace. Michigan Representative Alyssa Slotkin released a tweet about a call that she received from the Department of Defense on the unidentified object, and she assured the public that all parties were laser-focused on it. The object went down in the lake, and officials do expect to recover it. They say it's unclear whether it has surveillance capabilities. Just yesterday, a U.S. fighter jet shot down another unidentified object in the skies over Canada. On Friday, the military shot down an object over Alaskan airspace. And on February 4th, a Chinese surveillance balloon was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. SpaceX launched another batch of Starlink satellites into orbit this morning. A Falcon 9 rocket topped with 55 Starlink Internet satellites lifted off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida just after midnight. The Falcon 9's first stage returned to Earth eight and a half minutes after liftoff, touching down on the SpaceX drone ship stationed in the Atlantic Ocean. SpaceX later confirmed all 55 satellites successfully deployed a little over an hour after liftoff. This was the company's 10th mission of the year and the 12th launch and landing for this particular booster. Well, just in time for Valentine's Day, there is a special form of retail therapy for those going through a breakup. For the first time, Goodwill Central Texas locations will host a Dump Your Ex's Stuff donation campaign. The nonprofit encourages people to donate any belongings left behind from an ex to area Goodwill stores. Anyone who's been through a breakup knows that it's never fun, but we're trying to, you know, have some fun with it this year, make it a little bit easier for people um, by just giving them a place to come bring some stuff that might be lingering around. That does seem like it might be satisfying, doesn't it? Proceeds support the Goodwill Career and Technical Academy and the Goodwill Excel Center. They offer job training programs and high school diplomas for adults ages 17 to 50. Legalizing sports betting in Texas has been tried before and failed. What could make it different this time? And who zoo officials, or zoo animals rather, are favoring for the win in the Super Bowl, and they're pretty accurate a lot of the time. The push to legalize online sports betting just got a key boost from key Republican legislators. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden explains if this legislate, legislative session could be different after years of efforts to legalize it. This Super Bowl Sunday, there will certainly be lots of Texans making online sports bets on the game, even though it is currently illegal in the Lone Star State. That's why there's a growing number of Texas Republicans who want to change that law. I think the arguments in favor of sports betting are twofold. One, it's something that people are already doing. Uh, why shouldn't Texas get some of that revenue? And the second is... The more we have it here in Texas, the more it'll benefit our teams. Last Monday, Republicans Representative Jeff Leach and Senator Lois Kolkhorst filed bills that would legalize and regulate sports betting. Kolkhorst saying, quote, it makes sense to rein in all of the illegal offshore betting and keep sports wagering funds here in Texas. And it's a measure getting bipartisan support. The Texas Sports Betting Alliance estimates legalizing it would bring in more than a quarter of a billion in revenue for the state's two-year budget. There 
there's also growing pressure from Texas sports leaders like Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Experts say all of this together could lead to a legislative touchdown. There's a realistic possibility that we see both sports betting and casino gambling legalized this session, either in separate bills or as a complete package. Although there's been growing support from both Governor Greg Abbott and Speaker of the House Dade Phelan, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has not supported this in the past and hasn't signaled that he feels any differently this session yet. In Austin, Monica Madden, back to you. And both bills filed are resolutions to amend the Texas Constitution, meaning that it would end up on the ballot for Texas voters to decide. A January University of Houston hobby poll shows the majority of Texans, 69%, support legalizing online and in-person sports betting. 31% oppose it. Hey, we got down to freezing in Austin at Camp Mabry. That's the 13th time we've done it since October. A typical cold season does it 12 times, so we're already a little ahead of schedule there. Highs today got back to average 66. We'll show you some well above average numbers and the chance for another freeze in first morning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Well, as we know, NFL teams have some very dedicated fans. Some even go so far as to build their own field honoring their favorite team. That's what one man in Kansas City has done to bring the Chiefs to his own backyard. Russell Colburn takes us there. If you build it, they will come. The neighborhood kids, that is. It really was a bit of a pandemic project. I was just trying to find a way when we were all locked in to make the house a little bit more of a fun place to be. Nate Bucati of Sports Radio 810 and Sporting KC Play-by-Play -play built this in the backyard at his Overland Park home. Check out the detail in the end zones and midfield logo. This hallowed ground here, it's about 50 feet long. I can't be trusted when it comes to math, but that basically makes it a one-sixth Arrowhead Stadium. Look, it's not perfect. I do it by hand. There's no stencils or anything, but I try to make it look as close to the field as I can. It's just kind of something I have fun with. That's the now viral clip that's everywhere. Bucati throwing a touchdown to his son, Ben. The field and play got the attention of CBS Sports, the NFL, and ESPN personalities. But don't worry, the corner and coverage on the play, Caden got his revenge when Fox 4 News was there Tuesday. Uh, I want to make sure we get that to go viral for everybody because Caden deserves some love too. He's a great kid. All the kids in the neighborhood are great kids and uh, they have a lot of fun out here. And that's the goal. Some of the kids have been playing here for years. Bucati says it brings him joy to see them here active, not at home, playing video games. And I am really happy. Like anytime I get a text message from one of the kids in the neighborhood asking if they can come over and play in the backyard, it's like yeah, that's exactly where they're supposed to be right now. Bucati's next project, adding gold paint to the end zones, just like the Chiefs will have in Super Bowl 57. Those three hours Sunday, the only time you know there won't be action on this field of dreams. Got to watch out for that tree, though, right, Nick? That's right, Mike. That's right. Well, people of, are, of course, making their predictions for who will win, but baby animals at zoos around the country are also putting in their picks. A baby Asian elephant at the Fort Worth Zoo has predicted that the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Kansas City Chiefs to win the big game tonight. 
The baby elephant successfully ended the zoo's seven-year losing prediction streak by predicting that the Los Angeles Rams would win last year. Meanwhile, at Blank Park Zoo in Iowa, a five-month-old giraffe picked the Kansas City Chiefs to take home the trophy. This has a better record. In the last 12 big games, that zoo's animals have been correct nine times. We'll see whose prediction was right, either the elephant or the giraffe. Nick? First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. I think watch out for that tree was the slogan for George of the Jungle, if you remember those movies. Uh, here's how it looks in northwest Austin from the Palms Car Wash. 62 degrees, clouds, a little bit of sun, a lot of high clouds today, but not high thin clouds. They were actually rather thick at times, making the sky a bit gray. Uh, mold is up over yesterday and at medium. Cedar is still at medium, but trending lower than yesterday, which is uh, a good sign for us here. You can see all those clouds that have been spilling in from the west and southwest here today. We have this area of low pressure spinning off the coast of Baja, California, and then this upper level low that's going to be gradually working its way east. But as it does so, it's going to be pumping in some warmer air to central Texas. We're already a little warmer than uh, yesterday, about five degrees or so. Tomorrow's going to be warmer. Tuesday will be warmer. Wednesday, uh, the heat will peak. We're in the 60s across much of the state right now, which is actually reasonably average for this time of year. We think we start tomorrow morning in the 40s for the most part, so not expecting near freezing temperatures, at least for tomorrow. Then we're in the mid-60s by noon and high temperatures coming in say near 70 in the afternoon. Maybe a few of you in the Hill Country don't quite get out of the 60s, though. As we head into Tuesday, it gets even warmer thanks to much more sunshine. Even after a cold front, we jump up to 79 on Tuesday, even some spots in the low 80s in our eastern counties, and we think that Wednesday may be a little warmer than that. Unfortunately, while we are warming up, we are not going to be all that sunny here tomorrow. A mostly cloudy start to the day, a few holes in the clouds here and there. So it's not gray the entire time, just most of the time. And we do stay dry during the day on Monday. But we do get some opportunities for rain as we head past about 11 o'clock Monday night and especially into the early hours of Tuesday morning. Some scattered, mostly light showers come through the area. This is 4.30 Tuesday. They should be out of here by about 7 or 8 o'clock, at least through the metro, and by about 9 o'clock in our eastern county, so it's very much an early, early morning thing. And then the sun is out, mixing with some scattered clouds, allowing temperatures to warm up quite a bit. Still not looking for much in the way of rainfall on what is our highest rain chance of the week, thinking we all end up less than a quarter of an inch easily. Many neighborhoods end up less than a tenth of an inch of rain with that rain that comes in late Monday night into Tuesday morning. So tonight, partly to mostly cloudy skies, overnight lows down to 44, not as chilly as last night was. And then tomorrow, despite the clouds, we're up to 70. It's a mostly cloudy, dry, and warm day. Then 77 for Tuesday, 80 by Wednesday, ahead of a stronger cold front. This one's actually going to bring a temperature drop our way. We go from 80 Wednesday to just 58 here on Thursday. That also helps to settle in some colder nights as well. 10% rain chance late Wednesday night to Thursday morning, but generally it's a dry front there. 58 Thursday, 57 Friday with sunshine, but look at Friday morning down to about 33 in Austin, which would mean a widespread freeze outside of the city and then a near freeze again Saturday morning. But then those numbers start to climb as we head through next weekend from the upper 50s Saturday to the upper 60s on Sunday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Well, the Texas men's basketball team has sure had some pretty tight ball games as of late, huh? Yesterday, they welcomed another Big 12 team to town, and there are no gimmies in the Big 12, of course, until yesterday, that is. We can 
Roll highlights for days of what Texas did to the West Virginia Mountaineers a day ago. 34-point win had the Mountaineers head coach Bob Higgins less than thrilled at officials, the arena, and mainly this guy, Serge Jabari Rice. I mean, can you blame him? Game high, 24 points. And just so efficient is the grad transfer from New Mexico State. Five of six shooting, 10 of 10 from the line. Some electrifying plays like this one right before the half. Playing so well that his patented pump fake isn't quite a thing of the past, just not as common. Honestly, I'm knocking down shots now, so I'm shooting more than I'm pump faking. Uh, at first, I wasn't hitting as many shots, and so I had to use the pump fake, you know what I mean? Try to get something to go through the basket, but uh, fortunately, the ball is going through now, and I'm continuing to work. I think without a doubt, he's, he's, uh, he's the best six man in the, in the best league in the country, and uh, that makes him have a, have a chance to be the best six man in the country. You know, so, but, uh, but no, he, he's really, over the last three weeks, uh, has done a great job with his attitude and approach to practice, and I thought it's carried over in the games. Definitely has, Coach. 24 points for him, as we said, very efficient. Next up with Longhorns, another one of those Saturday-Monday turnarounds. And not easy going on the road to Texas Tech, who was near the bottom of the Big 12 standings. But they just beat a very good Kansas State team who was near the top. So that'll be another big one for the Horns. Let's get to Texas softball. They kicked off things this weekend for their season. They split things Friday for their first two games against ranked teams today in action with two more. Won the early one against Illinois and then went to extras against a ranked Kentucky team. Gave up three runs, so they were losing 7-4, to four, but the game was called due to drop time, meaning it took too long. So they're now 2-1-1 one, and one on the season. And for the UT women's team, they're next up against Iowa State. That will be a big one for them on the road against a ranked team. Let's get to the women. We're talking about them next. They are not satisfied after a huge 20-point win. Details ahead. So we talked about the Texas men getting their 20th win of the season to stay atop the Big 12 in dominant fashion. Conversely, the Texas women got their 20th win to stay atop the Big 12 in dominant fashion. Turns out, more similar than different, not very conversely. Seven straight wins now for the women as they had a convincing victory over TCU Saturday, 70-50. to After this big win streak, which has them a full game clear of Oklahoma in second place, you'd think the team would be all smiles, and they sure are happy with the win, but man, they're far from satisfied. The standard is the standard. If, if, if we're satisfied and think we can win a championship playing with that level, okay. I don't. I think we've got to be better, and I think we're going to have to play harder on Monday night. Uh, what do you think, Rory? That you're completely right. I mean, I mean we talk among, amongst ourselves, of course, just talking about how we, we are better than what we are looking like. And that's just something that we just need to focus on doing. Like, we keep talking about it, but we're not walking a walk at all right now. And we have our ups and downs, like we've been talking about this whole conference season, talking about being more consistent, but um, we're, not, we're not getting it yet, but we will. Confident group. This just went final. Waste management open. Former Longhorn Scotty Scheffler wins. He's sure taken home a lot of money recently. And Spieth, Jordan Spieth, former Longhorn, just misses the top five at 11 under. Mm. Scotty Scheffler all started a year ago here at Dell Match Play, and he's continued on, and he's, he's still taking home millions of dollars pretty often. Doing pretty well, yeah, huh? I would all say right. so. Thanks, Noah. We'll be right back with a final look at your forecast. Stay with us. 
All right, here's how your school day looks tomorrow. A mostly cloudy day, but a mild one eventually, although we start off a little cool at 44 before we end up at 70. And then it's 77 here for Valentine's Day. The wet weather of Valentine's Day morning wraps up by about 8 in the morning or earlier. So the rest of the day is dry for your date plans. And then we even get up to 80 here before temperatures drop quite a bit by the end of the week. All right, I appreciate it. Is that your Valentine you've got here in the studio? Yeah, but she Big doesn't plans? work for us, so I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's out here. Never mind. We'll see you back here at 10 o'clock. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>